the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Wisdom Wednesday. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You ready to talk to me? Come on in the nation's capital. Let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital, covering all of the DMV. How in the world are you today? So glad you tuned in. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. And, of course, on the most listened-to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country out of Arlington, Virginia here, it's WAVA, 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, then you'll know how to say it with me. First, we kick off the week with Marriage Mondays, and then Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays. That's today, Theological Thursdays, tomorrow, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday's Fair Game. And then, of course, we have a special uh, episode every Saturday just for you, some highlights at 7 p.m., so make sure you tune in on Saturday evenings. But today is Wisdom Wednesday, and we're talking about the wisdom of faith in politics. That's right, faith in politics. Is it possible <laughs> uh, that you can actually have faith in God, that you can actually have a political opinion, and in the midst of everything going on in political life, how does one uh, sort of integrate uh, politics into their faith and and vice versa today i've got a very special guest who you're going to want to meet uh and i think that uh you know we'll be able to have some great conversation not only around this topic but we'll even take your phone calls if you want to join us today uh, let me give you the phone number it's 888-432-7434 or if you want to remember the word bridge some of you are driving over a bridge right now this might just help you 888 888-4- Three bridge. You got it? All right, let's commit our time over to the Lord. Then I'm going to introduce to you my special guest I have on the phone hanging out with us today, uh, Ms. Melissa Rogers. You don't want to miss this. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity you give us to connect with one another uh, via radio and technology. And we just pray for your wisdom, your guidance. And we thank you for the author of today's book as well, Melissa Rogers. We pray for her. In Jesus' name, together everyone said, amen and amen. Well, in her book, her latest book, Faith in American Public Life, you're going to want to talk to and listen to Melissa Rogers, who's the visiting professor 
uh, at Wake Forest University Divinity School and a non-resident senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institution. From 2013 to 2017, she served as special assistant to President Barack Obama and executive director of the White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships, and that's where I met Melissa Rogers. Melissa previously served as chair of the inaugural Ad, uh, Advisory Council on Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships. She was also the, the director of the Center for Religion and Public Affairs at Wake Forest uh, Divinity School. And she also served as executive director of the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life and general counsel of the Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty. She holds her JD from the University of Pennsylvania Law School and her BA from Baylor University. And her book that I want to talk with her about today uh, is Faith in Public Life. Melissa Rogers, welcome to the show. How in the world are you? Thank you so much, Dr. Anderson. It's so great to hear your voice and to be with you again. Yeah, it's great to hear your voice as well. We've been able to cross paths several times, and I've always appreciated how uh, the Lord has just used you and your wonderful spirit to try to do your best to build bridges with regard to politics and faith. And here you write this book, uh, Faith in American Public Life. you got to tell me, why did you write the book? Sure, sure. Well, um, really three reasons. One is that this is an area where we have a lot of confusion, mm, right. <laughs> a lot of misunderstandings and even mischaracterizations. You hear, for example, that sometimes that the Supreme Court has kicked religion out of American public life. Right. Or that presidents can't talk publicly about their personal faith or that public schools have to be religion-free zones. And none of that is true. Um, mm. But we, we hear it frequently. So I wanted to try to, you know, clear away some of the confusion from these matters. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some some real disagreements between people of good faith in this area. But a lot of the disagreements that we have are actually just based on misunderstanding ah. about what the law says. So I figured that it would be, you know, the kind of work that both of us do. We're always trying to, you know, find common ground, bring people together. And a good way to start is to say, what are the facts? What is what does the law say? Mm. And let's stop stop arguing about things that actually you know we're not in disagreement about. We just didn't understand them properly. So do you feel like so one that's of, one reason? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask you: Do you feel like one of your jobs is to try to help be an interpreter for many uh, people of faith and people in politics who don't understand the other side? Yeah, that's what I hope that I can do. I mean, there are many of us, including you. Um, that do this on a regular basis, but I feel like we can never have enough mm, uh, yeah. good, you know, honest brokers of information. Right. And especially I wanted to uh, pitch this audience to religious leaders and government officials, uh -huh. because sometimes you'll find that religious leaders, um, you know, have not uh, had the seminaries don't often offer training on these right. issues, for right. example. And so it's kind of learning on the job. And you've got your job, you, you know, your bucket full of things to do. And so I thought, well, you know, let's try to plow this into a book and hopefully people could use it as a reference when right. they when they get a question, they're unclear about something. Yeah. And then for government officials, they, you know, they're coming from a different point of view, but they too often never receive any training on this. And mm. sometimes they just use 
religion as an opportunity to pander to certain people. Right. And that's not that's not a good way to engage faith right. and politics and policy. Yeah, the only so, time yes, they may show up in church it. is uh, when they're running for office. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's not what we want to encourage. We right. want to encourage a more thoughtful engagement. There you go. Well, I know there's a couple other reasons you said you wrote the book. When I get back from the break, I want to ask you what are some of those other reasons, unless you integrated it all into that one uh, response. But I want my listeners to know of the book, and so please go online and check it out. It's Faith and American Public Life by author Melissa Rogers. We'll be right back. would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at Andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook YouTube, and Andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Hey there, Real Talk listeners. Have you made plans to attend church this holiday season yet? Well, if not, we'd love for you to consider attending Bridgeway Community Church. We have two campuses located in Columbia, Maryland, and Owings Mills, Ricerstown. We're going to be having a live stage play entitled The Poker Night Before Christmas. Who exactly is the reason for the season? We're going to find out together. You're not going to want to miss it. And following our play will be a live, inspirational message by our founding and senior pastor, Dr. David Anderson. We're going to dive into and try to figure out the mystery of Christmas. You're going to want to be here for that. Now tell me, where else can you go to get an awesome live stage production for free? And keep in mind, this is fun for the entire family. That's right, during our service times, we're going to be having children's ministry as well for your little ones to attend. Our services are also translated into Korean, Spanish, and American Sign Language. So come on out, invite your friends, invite your family, bring the whole gang. We're going to be having services on Saturday, December 21st, and Sunday, December 22nd. Check out www.bridgeway.cc slash Christmas for more information and details. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's Public Figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. 
Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Wisdom Wednesday. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 888-43-BRIDGE. I have special guest Melissa Rogers on the line. She is the author of a brand new book, Faith in American Public Life. You want to make sure you Google that and check that out. You know, she is a visiting professor at Wake Forest University Divinity School and a non-resident senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institute. She also served as the executive director of the White House Office Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships under President Barack Obama. She holds her uh, law degree from the University of Pennsylvania and her BA from Baylor University. And this book, uh, Melissa, that she wrote, Faith in American Public Life, uh, you know, one of the reasons uh, you were writing this is to try to build a bridge of understanding between different sides. Were there some other reasons that uh, caused you to really want to write this book? Yeah, just just quickly, two others. Um, you know, one of the things I'm really concerned about today is some rising hostility against and attacks on religious minorities mm. and certain communities of racial or ethnic minorities that are also defined by their religious identities, like mm. predominantly African-American churches, for example. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen, as I'm sure your listeners know, and I know you know, uh, Dr. Anderson, is attacks on houses of worship. You know, happening not only around the world with with great frequency, but also um, often in the United States and attacks on people uh, Mm. when they're just walking down the street because they're wearing a yarmulke Mm. or a turban or, um, you know, some other or a headscarf. And so what we've got is people, you know, feeling like they cannot practice their faith without fear. Mm. And that is not religious liberty. Uh And it's something that I think goes to the core of our understanding of our rights and liberties in this country and around the world for all people. Mm. It's a matter of human dignity that you shouldn't have to, when you bow your head in prayer, you shouldn't have to be fearful. Right, Um, right. and, And so I wanted to, you know, sort of encourage people. I know a lot of us, including you and your church, have led the way on the on issues like mm. this. I want to encourage more people to move from the sidelines of this issue to mm. solidarity mm. with people who are being targeted, especially those of us who aren't being targeted. Right. It's on us in particular right. to say, look around, educate ourselves about what is happening, right. and take a stand, put some skin in the game on this and say, we are going to contact our elected representatives to say to them, um, first of all, if, if they are fear mongering on the right. basis of faith or race or religion, we should tell them that we are not tolerating that. Yeah. And if they're, if they're not doing that, if they're doing good stuff or, or just not doing bad stuff, right. say to them, we'd like you to make a statement about this. We want to come and join yeah. you. Well, and I think and, that's, um, I think that's yeah. good to, to encourage that, Melissa, because what happens is I think we want to defend and protect our own faith, which I'm sure people uh, feel is right to do. But then if somebody else's faith is attacked, if we don't stand with them, you know, my book, Gracism, I Will Stand With You, is one of the seven sayings. If I don't stand with you during your difficult time, when something comes my way, you may not stand with me at my difficult time, right? 
Exactly, exactly. And when you think about it, it's not only the right thing to do, it's a smart thing to do because everybody is a religious minority somewhere, right? right? And so, for example, if we're Christians, and I know that's true of the two of us, Mm -hmm. then in this country, you know, in many places, at least we're the majority. Um, And when we go to bat for minority faith, then when our country grows to other countries, say a Muslim majority country, and, and says, you've got to protect religious minorities in your country, I have been in meetings where we could cite what we were doing in the United States to protect religious minorities that really made our argument much stronger and more credible um, when we called for the protection of religious minorities abroad. So, and then of course we have, you know, these, these terrible attacks on African-American congregations, not just mother Emanuel that we all remember uh, that horrible incident a couple of years ago, but since then, um, and, and way before then, you once you start looking, you see this history of attacks and arsons yeah. on or attempted arsons on it doesn't always make the news. African-American churches. Yeah, it doesn't it always doesn't. make the news, it right? And it, and it seems like it's not as well researched and documented as it should be. Yeah. When I was working on the book, I found some research, but not, you know, not the kind of um, research that you really need to begin to raise people's consciousness. And yeah. One of the chilling things I remember reading about, I believe it was in Kentucky, um, where the church, after the attack on Mother Emanuel, had started locking their front door. Right, right. And then, you know, they had some crazy white supremacists come to the mm. front door of their church and try to get in mm. and couldn't because the doors were locked. Now, Tragically, he then went to a nearby supermarket and killed, cut people down wow. uh, brutally and tragically. Yeah. But it's it's just you know this is that and that is that story isn't um, you know unique. There are right. other stories like it. Yeah. So we've got to start asking ourselves what's going on here and what are we going to do to prevent it. Her book is Faith in American Public Life. Special guest and author Melissa Rogers. Uh, Melissa, you want to run to the phone lines for a little bit and answer some questions? Oh, sure. All right, let's run to Temple Hills, Maryland, where Michael's on the line. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. How are you today? What a mighty great God we serve. I'm very grateful. <laughs> well, that's I have good. an attitude of gratitude, and I, I want to like to say um, Merry Christmas to um, you both. Thank you. And to all the radio listeners. Thank you. It's truly a blessing. It's what, truly a blessing to uh, hear someone in support of, uh, you know, the Word of God. And um, I just wanted to you know, just wanted to applaud her and to um, congratulate her as well, uh, let, let her know to, to be encouraged. And the fact of the matter is, as I see things, as it, as it relates to the, uh, the, you know, the church and, and politics, I'm looking at it like this based on what the Word of God says, is that, you know, the Word of God says the government is on the shoulders of of the church, the government shall be on the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which Isaiah six chapter, and also with that understanding, you know we know that you know God God works according to Ephesians one and one eleven said Jesus Christ in whom we have obtained the inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of right. Him who works all things after the counsel of His own will. Mm-hmm. You got about ten seconds, Michael. So go ahead, go ahead and give me your final thought. My final thought is, is you know, God is in total control, mm. uh, and and you can't take, you can't separate the two because the fact of the matter is that, that God is omnipresent. Thank and, you. And, and, 
All yeah. right, God bless. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate your passion, your excitement. You know, that's one of the things with regard to uh, religion, faith, and uh, people's relationship with God. There's a lot of passion and excitement behind it. And to protect that is not always easy if you're a minority faith as well. Um, but how do we how do we have a sense of feeling uh, protected and at the same time having passion for our own faith? Like evangelicals, for instance, are very passionate uh, about their faith in in one sense, and then you may have uh, other Christians who would say that they're evangelical, but maybe they're not sort of the the white evangelical, but maybe they're a black evangelical or a black traditional church person. And they find themselves on different sides of the political divide, but they're serving the same Jesus. How do you build that bridge, Melissa? Well, that's a a great question. And I know you work in this space very diligently and God bless you for it. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think that it is, uh, you know, it is really important for those of us who have different political opinions, but worship the same God to be in dialogue with one another Mm. and to open up each other's minds about where we're coming from and maybe point out some blind spots to each other Mm. to say, well, now you say that this issue is the most important, but the way I read my Bible, you know, I think that there's other issues that are as important, um, if not more important, and Mm. to have that constructive dialogue. And, you know, too often today we're just polarized and, you know, not talking to one another. And, of course, you can't talk to everybody, unfortunately, and changes of heart need to happen. But there's certainly plenty of people of goodwill who, who do, and I have plenty of friends, I know you do too, Dr. Anderson, who just disagree with me mightily on certain policy issues and even political issues, but I love them, and I think they're good Christians, and the problem is we're just not doing enough to talk to one another. Mm. There's not been a time when I've had a discussion like that where I haven't learned something Mm. and come away changed. How about that? And sometimes we can be talking in ways that are setting people off that we don't even realize. Right. So that's one of the things that we can learn. We can always learn a lot when we come together and reason together yeah. of course that's what the bible teaches us to do and um it shouldn't be limited to our faith but with engaging with people of our same faith is a good place to start what well, sure is and her book is faith in american public life melissa rogers is the author uh there make sure you you google it if you want to give a call we'll be here uh for the second half of the show the number is 888 uh, we still have a couple minutes before the break, uh, Melissa, and I want to ask you, our country seems more divided than in over a century. Uh, you were talking about division earlier, and we try to build these bridges through dialogue, but why do you think that is? Why do you think the divide seems to be so deep now? Yeah, you know, I do think that there's truth. It may be trite to say, but I do think there's truth to the fact that, you know, we get our news sources from different um, you know, different outlets these days, okay. whereas everybody listened to Walter Cronkite, you know, years ago. Right. Um, now, you know, there's Fox and CNN and MSNBC mm-hmm. and, you know, there's people who, so we end up just hearing what reinforces our set of views too frequently mm. and aren't challenged in our views. So mm. I think that's one reason it's even happening. I know your church is, is, is not, um, you know, hasn't, fallen into this problem. You do the exact opposite. But there are other churches where there are not differing points of view. And so Mm. even when you're going to Sunday school or, 
you know, listening to a sermon, you're not hearing anything that challenges you. Right. Um, it's more of an echo chamber, right? Perspective. Yeah. Exactly. It's more of an so echo chamber. Yeah. Part of the problem. Hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, it's our our culture has become more coarsened. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for that, mm. but we have to be, I was just actually, I'm talking to somebody this morning and they said, you know, we have to use our faith. I believe it was my friend, Kevin Ryan, who you may know too. Mm. He said, we have, our faith has to be more welcome mats than weapon ah. and more welcome mat than, wa- oh, than yeah. weapon. I like, I like <laughs> that more welcome mat yeah. than weapon. Well, listen, friends, we're going to welcome yeah. you to uh, give us a call to join the conversation if you want to. I've got a very special guest, Melissa Rogers, uh, on the line with me. When I get back from the break in just uh, a, m- a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask Melissa Rogers, who worked under the Obama administration, uh, the difference between that administration and this current administration when it comes to the approach to faith and religion. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, but we're going to tease people, Melissa, until you come back in just a couple of minutes. (laughs) So our number again is 888-432-7434, or just remember the word bridge, 888-43-BRIDGE. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, with my special guest, the author of the book, Faith in American Public Life, Melissa Rogers. We'll be right back. Last night that you had me on me, woke up feeling lonely. This world got a way of showing me. Some days it'll lift you up, some days it'll call you bluff. Most of my days I ain't got enough. One of the worst things about getting older is that we're rarely that surprised by what's inside our Christmas gifts. As a kid, you'd get that rush as your hands reach supersonic tear-open speed. Pure surprise. Now that we're older, it's either socks, a scarf, or a gift card for socks and scarves. But there is a potential gift sitting in your house that you might be surprised by, and that's the value or equity in your actual home. Home values skyrocketed in 2019, leaving many of us with extra equity or money that could be cashed out sitting in our homes. Maybe 2020 is the year to HGTV your kitchen or to pay off all that stressful debt. If you're curious what's inside your house, our faith, family, and direct lender team is United Faith Mortgage. For every closed loan applied for through the new year, we'll make a donation in your name that will feed a child for a year through Cross International. Find the details at unitedfaithmortgage.com. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York, NMLS number 1330, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group, a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale. A mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now, when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual Internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to PassportAuto.com, browse their amazing inventory, schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about, investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group, serving the Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years. PassportAuto.com. Okay, you're not perfect. Like millions of other hardworking Americans, you have a tax debt. The question is... 
what are you going to do about it? Option A, you can do nothing, which isn't a very good option. Eventually, the taxes will double or triple in size, and the bad news goes up from there. Or option B, you tackle it head-on with the folks at Stop IRS Dad. They've been helping people just like you for years and earned an A-plus rating for a reason. Their tax debt reduction strategies work, and now you can supercharge your results with the IRS Fresh Start program. Powerful new savings have been unlocked to dramatically reduce what you owe. So if you need your returns filed, a garnishment lifted, or just want to know your options, call Stop IRS Debt now and get your personalized savings plan. It's completely free, so don't wait. Call 800-484-9611 now to check for savings. That's 800-484-9611. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Thanks a lot. For hanging out with me, big hello to Amarellis Lopez, Janice Fonseca, Andrew Altman Sr., and the rest of you who are on my Facebook Live page. Thanks a lot for tuning in there and those of you on YouTube as well. Welcome to the second half of the show. We are talking today about faith in American public life, and we have special guest, the author of the book, Faith in American Public Life, Melissa Rogers, a visiting professor at Wake Forest University Divinity School and a non-resident senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institute. She also served under President Barack Obama as the executive director of the White House Office of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships, as well as uh, holds degrees from the University of Pennsylvania Law School, as well as Baylor University. And in the first half of the program, we were talking to her about why she wrote uh, the book, trying to really be a bridge builder between faith and politics and how we engage our faith in the midst of public public life. But now I want to ask you, Melissa Rogers, being that you were serving under the Obama administration, and of course, we're in the midst of the current administration of Donald Trump. uh, Is there a difference between the two when it comes specifically to their approach uh, to faith and religion? Well, uh, that's a good question. And let me start out by saying that, you know, no administration is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And that, you know, I have I have a regard for the work of some in this current administration, like um, Ambassador Sam Brownback, mm-hmm. uh, working yep. to promote religious, religious liberty freedom, around yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to say that at the outset. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I, I think the real difference that I'm seeing uh, between the current president and and let me rephrase that. What I'm seeing is a difference is between all previous presidents during my lifetime, mm-hmm. Republican and Democrat, and the current president hmm. in terms of the way that he approaches religion and public life. When I talk about all previous presidents, Republicans and Democrats, and of course I'm including President Obama in that, but not limited to him, okay. um, is that I would say there was generally, you know, not always perfect, but generally an attempt to affirm people of all faiths and beliefs as equal citizens in the United States Uh and an attempt to bring us together across our differences Mm -hmm. about religion. I think very regrettably, the current president has used religion more to divide us Mm. than to bring us together and has not 
to my knowledge, ever apologized for errors that he has made in this area, such as during the campaign calling for all Muslims to be banned from the country. Mm. So, um, or, you know, demonizing um, an entire religious community. Mm. So I say that with great sadness and regret. Do you feel but like it was that just? Is the diff- do you feel like it was just the Muslims as opposed to some of the other religions? Like, was that the one he picked on only, or well, the most? He, he, I think that you know, I think um, quite unfortunately, he's done a fair amount of fear mongering on the basis of religion, race, and ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, not ne- not necessarily limited to Islam, but um, but it seems to be more of a perspective that. You have to be 100% politically supportive of him, and then he's, you know, then he's happy with your faith perspective. Mm. Or if you're not, then he's 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 cascading you and your faith. So I don't think it's limited mm. to um, Islam, but I think, of course, I think where he is most um, obviously. Uh, an aberration from our from our broad bipartisan tradition has been to demon try to demonize a particular religious community and to openly and flagrantly discriminate against them. We just I don't know of anything like that. Mm. And in fact, the opposite of all the Republican and Democrat presidents coming before, who you know may not have done. an excellent job all the time, but the main thrust that you remember is them affirming that people can be of many different faiths and be excellent Americans and Mm. that we can come together across our different faiths and beliefs and cooperate for the greater good. Now, I see, I wonder if the objection to that, Melissa Rogers, is uh, he, he, meaning President Trump, enjoys such overwhelming uh, sort of white evangelical support if the evangelical community and some blacks and others as well, but predominantly uh, white evangelical support and those that uh, are from the evangelical community are thinking, uh, well, no, he, he's not putting everybody else down. He's just finally putting us first and, and fighting for the things that matter for us. So what's so wrong with that now before you respond i've got to run to my break but as soon as i get back i'm gonna gonna give you a chance to think about it but if i'm a if i'm an evangelical and i'm excited that he's standing you know against Uh abortion and maybe uh transgenders or lbgbt or or you know muslims and now, now christianity has to grow and and we need judges that are christians and 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 the evangelical uh-huh. agenda is a good thing. And he's bringing pastors home. Come on. You can't be against that, can yeah. you? Listen, I'm coming right <laughs> back, friends. This is Real okay. Talk with Dr. David Anderson. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Didiuhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. 
The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hey, listen, friends, it's so good to have you hanging out with me on WAVA as well as on Facebook Live. Big shout-out to Linda Genty, Isker, Zach. So glad that you signed on there as well. So listen, the com- the number if you want to call us in the conversation, 888-432-7434. Linda Genty, Isker, Zach says, did he ever really say all Muslims. Let me turn to Melissa Rogers there. We were talking about President Trump and religious minorities in the country, and you were sharing how his policy is a bit different than the previous uh, presidents. And I also talked about him enjoying wide evangelical support. So uh, let's uh, entertain Linda's question first. Did he really say all Muslims when he was talking about the Muslim ban? And then his overwhelming support by evangelicals, what do you think about that are they just really being put first finally and 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 our faith as evangelicals is finally being put first or is there something uh worse going on here well yes on the first question and I'm, i just i just looked it up as you we were talking here is his statement from the campaign donald j trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of muslims entering the united states mm. until our country's representatives can figure out I'm not going to continue on. It's got mm-hmm. a, uh, other things in there. About, so basically, uh, it's it, it, any <laughs> any Muslim that was going to come in, he was he was banning them. He wanting to right. Yeah, it got overturned. Yes. So it's a comp- total and complete shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I think that that is uh, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. On the other question, your good question about um, you know how should we regard this for uh, people who support some of Trump's policies? And look, I. I don't think there's any problem with people um, supporting and appreciating some p- 
policies uh, that the president has put forward. Um, for example, if, if a person wants to say, well, I appreciate and support his policies on abortion, on judges and the like, that is all completely fair game. Okay. Um, I think that but you shouldn't feel bad about that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel ashamed of that. No, I mean, we all have that. our policy okay. differences. And uh-huh. certainly the Republicans that I was talking about in the past, have many of them have shared you know, some of those points of view. So that is not what I'm talking about. It's not policy differences. What I'm talking about is a constitutional duty, first of all, not to treat some people as second-class citizens because of their faith, not to discriminate mm-hmm. against people because of their faith, I put see, religious yeah. tests on people. Mm-hmm. That's a constitutional duty. I think that there's also, um, you know, if we're Christians and, and you know, he, he also, you know, claims uh, the Christian faith to say, you know, what about the Christian duty to speak the truth in love? To, um, you know, to, as the as scripture teaches us, to, um, you know, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, mm. long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all these things. And yet, you know, we see um, him, you know, bullying teenagers, mm. uh, this Greta Thunberg uh, re- most recently online, and, and others, a, a very harsh and disrespectful tone. So I would say that you know, for those who do have feel a great sense of resonance with some of his policies, they're the best people to then say to, you know, somebody, and I'm, it's not limited to Donald Trump, let's just say sure. whoever yeah. would be in a position of power. To call it out. And you like their policies, but you feel that they are not upholding their constitutional duties or uh, a duty of ethics mm-hmm. or um, if they say you're their Christian, a duty of Christian love, mm-hmm. um, then we are the best people, the people who agree with most of their policies, to go to them and say, hey, I really like what you're doing over here, but you really need to, I really am feeling convicted about this being the wrong thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's part of our duty. And And when you are in that position, whether it's on the left or the right and a politician, you are the most persuasive person to that to that right, politician right. because you agree with them most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Don't surely people can differ over a range of policy issues. What I think we can't differ on are some core constitutional principles and to the extent that we're Christians on some core Christian principles. Principles as well. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Anna who's on the line. Hi, Anna. It's Dr. Anderson and Melissa Rogers. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, how you doing? How you doing, Melissa? <laughs> Hi there. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Good. What's your comment or question today, Miss Anna? I I just want to say I think that I don't know if anybody else notices. This is what I noticed with the current president. Whenever he was running for office, and I think he was getting like uh seemed like he was getting some good support from the oh, David Duke has said some type of comment. And okay. instead of him just coming out right and saying, no, I don't stand for that, we are, this is a nation that embraces all, he said absolutely nothing to shoot that down. Mm-hmm. I think in doing that, he pretty much gave flight to a lot of things that started happening, not just on the racial thing, but on all anything, mm-hmm. race, religion, everything. 
everything starts spun from that because it gave people like a, it felt like he was with it, mm. you know, any type of like anything that's like, that's not right that yeah. doesn't represent American, American people. It's like, it's almost like he upheld that some people who had the wrong agenda mm. did as well. He's outside and, and flew with it. So, and he never really was said come out like other presidents would have done and said no this is not right even when it comes to like the abortion and all of that we've had other presidents in the past who were against abortion but they still upheld the office they know how to treat everyone as equal yeah. you know as far as how to address the nation he does not do that the way he's presenting himself is like it's like you can say and do anything i see that even with all right, Anna, let me just ju- let me just jump in so I can give Miss Melissa an opportunity to respond. Thank you for your comment. Appreciate it. So David Duke may have said he's supporting Donald Trump. We didn't hear Donald Trump rebuke that or say, no, I don't want that kind of support. Do you think that that does what Anna says and, and causes others to say, well, come on in. We welcome you. Is that the same thing? Well, I think it's very important for all of our presidents and all elected officials to, you know, denounce hate in all its forms, including white supremacy. And, you know, while I can't, you know, I don't have the facts exactly in front of me with regard to the incident that she's mentioning. Mm -hmm. um, And I I do seem to recall the campaign, the Trump campaign at some point, um, calling out uh, David Duke, but I, I would have to look back to see, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what happened there. But what one thing that I I was troubled by that I do recall with clarity and is in the book is after the, um, you know, the uh, the marches in Charlottesville that right. were so disturbing um, and neo Nazis and other white supremacists. Um, you know, we had we had President Trump sort of doing a moral equivalency between the people who came there and had these heinous white supremacist and neo-Nazi slogans and the people who came to protest that kind of speech and said some very fine people marched with the white supremacists. Right, so, right. you know, that's very troubling. Right, And right. Um, we need to be crystal clear on this. I think that we have tons of Republican and Democratic agreement on this and we just have to keep a real careful eye on it because people who are um you know have these or belong to these neo-nazi groups and the white supremacist groups unfortunately um have felt emboldened recently and Mm. have been speaking out and taking action in ways that are disturbing Um, and we see the rising in hate crimes happening and we have to not just not only, um, you know, be uh, not encouraging it, we actually yeah. have to be speaking out against so it. So that people know that we're not dog dog whistling or, or whatever. There's no yeah. aid and comfort for this kind of thing. And mm. I think, again, that's a place where we have seen historically, at least in my lifetime, uh, the sense of great unity across the parties. Mm. And yet I think today we need to do work on that. Well, listen, friends, we're talking with Melissa Rogers. She's the author of a brand new book called Faith in American Public Life. You'll want to Google it and pick it up as soon as it is available. It's trying to help you integrate and understand faith in public life. So just Google Melissa Rogers. The phone number here uh, is 888-432-7434. 
We're going to run to our final commercial break, then we're going to land the plane on the other side of the break with some final comments from Melissa Rogers. Hold on, we're coming right back. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. When you're homeless and battling loneliness and hunger, it's easy to lose hope during the Christmas season. That's why a meal at Central Union Mission brings feelings of hope and love to someone like Ron. Christmas time came, and just the joy that I got, was it's almost indescribable, and it took away from the pain that I was going through. Provide hope with a meal $2.09 at a time at missiondc.org. That's missiondc.org. And don't forget the mission in your CFC contributions. Hey there, it's Paul. Sprint's holiday deals are so big, I need help spreading the word. That's where I come in! Snowman Paul here! Hurry in and switch to save your family money on the Samsung Galaxy S10 for $0 a month on a Sprint Flex lease. Yep, $0 a month for the Galaxy S10! Plus, Sprint is offering a 100% total satisfaction guarantee. You know what that means. It means that you can try out the network and see the savings for yourself? That's right, but you don't just have to take my word for it. Try it out for 30 days and love it, or get your money back. Thanks for your help, Snowman Paul. No problem. I'm a snowman. I was literally built for this. <laughs> Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Galaxy S10, $0 per month after $37.50 per month credit applied within two bills with approved credit, 18-month lease, and new line of service. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. Guarantee applies to new line of service. Message and data rates may apply. Dear Bosley, when my dad lost his hair, it made him very sad. He doesn't like the way he looks. I heard you were very good at hair. Please give my dad his hair back. Love, Maddie. Well, Maddie, today's a wish come true for your dad and every guy listening with hair loss because Bosley's about to give them their real hair back permanently. They'll get a free information kit and a free gift card when they text GOOD to 85850. Guys, let Bosley show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Thank you, Bosley. Get your hair back today with America's number one hair restoration expert. Get a free information kit and a free gift card for $250 off by texting GOOD to 85850. That's G-O-O-D to 85850. It's Christmas time at Largo Community Church. You're invited to the beautiful choir cantata and sermon entitled Jesus Came on Time, Sunday, December 22, and the Silent Night Candlelight Service on Christmas Eve, December 24 at 830. Our website, largocc.org, phone number 301 249-2255. The Largo Community Church is located only minutes from FedEx Field, 1701 Enterprise Road, Largo, Maryland. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on the Stop Provoking Radio Show, where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. 
Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Will you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com. And thank you so very much for your support. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Wisdom Wednesday. And, of course, the author of a brand-new book, Faith in American Public Life, by my friend and my sister, uh, Melissa Rogers. Melissa, as uh, we land the plane here, what are some final thoughts you have with regard to your book and, and why people ought to read it and what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, well, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to um, – you know, reach out across lines of difference, whether mm. it's within our own faith communities or in politics, and, and try to find common ground with one another. Um, it's so important that we try to build those bridges, as your program, mm. you know, so so wisely uh, says. And we couldn't need it more than today. So I hope that, um, you know, we can continue this conversation. I appreciate so much what you do. Thank I hope you. that we can have an informed perspective about the Constitution and mm. and our and our uh, faith perspectives. I think we can do a lot better than we're currently doing right now, mm. and with just a little bit more effort. So um, I'm just encouraged by uh, everything you're doing, Dr. Anderson, and grateful to be your partner and so grateful to be with you and your listeners today. Thank you for this wonderful honor and opportunity. Absolutely. Anything we can do together down the road, I'm, I'm in with you. I know that you've been serving our country, uh, but serving the Lord for all of these years. So thank you, not just for writing the book, but really for your service to our country and all that God is doing through you, my dear sister, okay? Thank you. But listen, let's bow for a word of prayer uh, and commit our time to the Lord that we've had as well as that's coming. Lord, I lift up uh, Melissa. I pray for her book. I pray for her message. I pray for her ministry. Continue to use her in great and mighty ways. And Lord, for those that are listening today, would your favor just be upon them wherever they are, in their kitchen, in their car, in front of their computer, wherever they are, Lord, let them know that you love them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road. Teach them to love.